It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 278, entitled Entirely Free of Promotions. It was recorded on Monday the 4th of December 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'm joined today by not one, two, three, but four fabulous guests. I'm joined by Jess Frick, by Taco Verdenshot, by Tim Nash and Rob Cairns. It's a WordPress podcast, so what do we talk about? Well, WordPress, of course, amongst other things. We talk about the newly redesigned developer resources and the fact that they are willing to have people test out those and possibly suggest some improvements. We talk about gender diversity in the WordPress community, not just at WordPress events, but also in WordPress boardrooms. We also talk about whether sponsorship should be a part of WordCamps. How would that look? Is it a good idea? Will people reject it? That dominates our conversation today. We also talk about Yoast and the fact that they've had an update, as have Pressable to their UI of the dashboard. We talk about bricks. Price is going up, so lock that in if you possibly can. And then we spend a little bit of time at the end talking about an AI tool which draws for you. It's really quite interesting. Sorry to those of you listening to the audio. It's really a visual thing, but it's absolutely remarkable. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Omnisend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress. More than 100,000 merchants use Omnisend every day to grow their audience and sales. Ready to start building campaigns that really sell? Find out more at www.omnisend.com and by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. That was quick. Hello, I am back for another episode of this week in WordPress. I was eating biscuits and bananas and all sorts of contraband whilst the music was on, but it suddenly shocked me. <laughs> episode number two hundred and seventy-eight. We're back. We're going to talk about WordPress. You can see I've got a lovely collection of people. They're over there. I don't know where they're there. They're over there. Um, 278, we've got a fine collection of people joining us today. I guess we'll just go through in the order that they appear on the screen. So just right next to me over there, we've got Rob Cairns. Hello, Rob. Good morning, Nathan and crew. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Rob is the chief creator of Amazing Ideas at Stunning Digital Marketing. He's a WordPress security expert. He's also the co-main, co-moderator, I should say, of the LinkedIn Global Community Group. In his spare time, he's an avid reader and spend time with his partner touring around Ontario. What's your um, What's your book of choice? What kind? What genre? Um, it depends on the mood. So the rule of thumb is I have to read two business books and the third book has to be a pleasure book. Right now, I'm reading a book about the legendary Ken Dryden and his law school class at Cornell. It's quite fascinating. It's a different look. He was a NHL goaltender, but he was also a lawyer by trade. So what a story that is. Nice. Interesting. I'm a history book person. I just love reading history books. Yeah. Nothing else will do. Uh, Over 
further over. I wish I could just go right through, Rob. <laughs> just keep going to the other. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tim, Tim Nash, how are you doing, Tim? I'm okay. I, I've been promoted to the top row. I think yeah. all the times I've... Yeah, I can only say it was, an, it was an accident, Tim. <laughs> oh, I don't mean it. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Tim is a WordPress security consultant. So we've got the top row is occupied by security consultants with one notable exception, the ugly gray bloke on the far left of your screen. Um, he is also a professional doom speaker, an occasional bringer of joy. You can find out more about him at timnash.co.uk. So I appreciate you joining us today very, very much indeed. And let's go to the uh, the other row. I'm not going to say bottom row. I just did, didn't I? Uh, it's the other row. The alternative row is starting over there. There's there's Jess. Jess Frick. How are you doing, Jess? Never been better. Oh, that's nice. Look just kidding. I've, I've been better, but I'm pretty close. To, I'm pretty good. <laughs> pretty close. Uh, nice background as well. You've actually made an effort, unlike me, who's in exactly the same scenario that I always am. Uh, Jess, as you may or may well not know, is the Director of Operations at Pressable. They will get a bit of attention during this episode. She's an IT connoisseur, one of the 2023 Make WordPress hosting team reps, and a proud member of the post-status community. I appreciate you joining us. And right over in the corner, over there, just out of a meeting, is, uh, is, is Taco. How you doing, Taco? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. You're very welcome. Taco, as you you may have noticed, uh, is with Yoast. If you've been to any WordPress events in the past, high chance, high probability that I can imagine Taco or somebody from the Yoast team was there. And um, I'm flying out to the next one in two days. So. Oh, it never stops. <laughs> never. Where's that? Uh, in India, Ahmedabad. Oh. Yeah, first time in India, so really nice. looking forward to it. Oh, nice. Taco is the head of relations at Yoast, which means that he's the manage managing the support team and community team at Yoast. He's also a polyglot, translating uh, WordPress into Dutch. He's a community supporter in the WP community team, co-organizer co of the WP meetup at Nijmegen, which I think I got right. Father of two, husband of one, and I kind of want to finish that sentence off, but nothing came into my head, so I'm just going <laughs> to let it hang there. <laughs> <laughs> and something of three, but I don't know what that would be. Uh, so we're going to talk about WordPressy stuff. Before we do that, let's just do the ordinary housekeeping that we do each and every week. If you're joining us uh, and you want to make a comment, please feel free to do that. This show is livened up enormously by those people who make interesting and poignant comments, even those who leave drab and dreary comments. It cheers us up anyway, and we thank you for that. Uh, the best way that you're going to do that is probably to go to our live page, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. A couple of options. If you're logged into a Google account, you can use the YouTube comments. That's over on the side. If you're on a mobile, it'll be down below. Uh, but the platform that we use also give us a chat widget, which is embedded inside the video. I know it's 2023. You can do that. It's inside the video. You click a little button top right. It's a black button. It says something like live chat or, you know, something akin to that. Hit that and you don't need to be logged into anything. If you happen to be joining us on Facebook, well, you know, we need words. But apart from that, uh, you've got to do an extra thing. You've got to go to wave.video forward slash lives forward slash Facebook. Otherwise, they do not let us see who you are and you remain anonymous, which is fine do that, but you might want to write your name in or something like that. 
We've got a few comments popping in. I appreciate that. First of all, Courtney Robertson's just popping up to say happy Monday. There was a, it'll only be me and Tim who get this. There was a great band in the UK in the eighties who were called the happy Mondays. And, uh, they featured one of the, one of the people in the band was called Bez and Bez literally got paid to do nothing. He was one of their best friends when they, when they made the band. They just said, yeah, come on, Bez, you can be in the band. And he just, just was on stage with them doing nothing. And he got, he made a career out of doing absolutely nothing. Anyway, there we go. Happy Monday to you, Courtney. Uh, she says, bump taco to the end. Okay. Um, I only can do what Courtney says, taco. So. Oh, be careful what you say, because she has, uh, a lot of time to comment. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Mike Cottom's joining us. He says, good afternoon from a cold, wintry Isle of Man. Yep. Cold, horrible oh, here as well, Mike. Uh, All-star lineup, says Marcus, oh. Marcus Burnett. And that background behind Jess is on fire. Well, let's hope not. Uh, but yeah, Zach is joining us. I try to only leave drab and dreary comments. Yes. Start now. Uh, let's see how many you can get before, <laughs> before the end of the show. Zach will... Tell you just and Elliot just down the road from me in Bridlington says it's wet and cold there. Yeah, it's exactly the same here. And it's Thank wet you. and cold in Toronto too, by the way. So there you Northern, go. Northern Hemisphere, we have this problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's share the screen and talk about what we're going to do today. First of all, apologies. There's going to be a little bit of self-promotion. You know, that's that's how we roll. Uh, this is our website. We are sponsored by the wonderful GoDaddy Pro and OmniSend. So thank you very much for their support. Really appreciate that. Uh, we've put together a new schedule page. We're doing loads of live stuff at the minute. And it was getting to the point where I was finding it hard to communicate when all of those things were happening. So I thought, let's get a calendar. So a calendar we got. And this is it, basically. We're, we're here today, this week in WordPress. Tomorrow, we're doing a, um, we're doing a live webinar. We're, it's the third in a four part series with, uh, Bluehost, all about their wonder suite software for onboarding you, uh, when you're first creating a website. So that'll be tomorrow. Um, I'm joined by Jocelyn Hendrickson. That'll be at four o'clock UK time. If you click on it, it will show you the times in your own time zone. And then there's some calendar links uh, as well. But you can probably check it out. There's um, Gato GraphQL. I've got a webinar on Wednesday with Leo Lozovich. That's going to be at three o'clock UK time. Uh, and that's all about the Gato GraphQL plugin and how you can update, update content in bulk. It is such a cool plugin. It's a bit... It's a bit on the nerdy side, but it's very, very powerful and very, very cool. And then the following uh, day, so that'll be Thursday by now, again, three o'clock, Speed It Up. It's our seventh in the Speed It Up series with performance expert Sabrina Zidane. If you fancy having your site inspected by her for free, gratis, nothing, no money down, you can go here, wpbuilds.com forward slash speed and fill out this form. Uh, that form will enable Sabrina to know a little bit about your website and how much you're willing to give her permission to poke about. And from there, we can stick you on the show. Honestly, she's brilliant. She's not only brilliant, she's very, very nice, which, uh, which is wonderful. It's wonderful to have her on. So yeah, if you want to know where all of these are, they're at the same page you're looking at now, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And this schedule, I hear you say, where is it? I heard you all say that. It's at wpbuilds.com forward slash guess what? schedule. I tried to make it as easy as possible. I know. Um, 
there are the past episodes that we've done in the past. And just to say that there's a few bits and pieces on our Black Friday sale. Thank you to WS Form, Gravity Form, and Checkout WC for sponsoring that page this year. There's a few uh, long tail deals, shall we say, that haven't expired. You can see all of these ones. If it's on the page, it's still going. There's probably about, I don't know, 50, 100, something like that. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. I feel like I should stop advertising now. I apologize to our panelists. That's not fair, is it? But, no, uh, but sometimes... I do have a question, Nathan. Yeah. On your, on your schedule, mm. or as we say, schedule. You have nothing next week or for the rest of the month. No, that's because I can't be bothered to fill it out more than a week in advance. I was going to say, are you holidaying for the no, rest of the month? No, I'm just lazy. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> really is as simple as that. Uh, no, it's because the schedule changes quite frequently. And so I don't bother putting it in until the week before. Uh, that's just the way I roll. If uh, only you yeah. had some sort of calendar. If only I had some calendar. Or it's a lovely schedule into a calendar. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a lovely plugin, and it doesn't work that way. It works inside the post type, so you get a little bit of metadata inside the post type, and so I have to log in and create that post and all that kind of stuff. So I decided not to go with the Google Calendar because I've got too many overlapping things in there already. And uh, anyway, blah blah blah. Uh, Follow up question you? for you, Nathan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you add future events to your calendar using your phone? Oh no, you said no, you had to do it, didn't you? You had to go and. Drop it in. Okay. Do you want me to talk about this? Is this the you, thing? You have to show them, Nathan. Okay. All right. Hold on. First of all, let me make the <laughs> let me make these logos go away because it's getting right in the way of my head. There we go. Right. This week, I made the somewhat seismic decision after about eighty years using Android that I I'm fed up with posh phones in general. Right? They just rob me of my time. I have I have seemingly no guardrails on my ability to to not be beguiled by the phone. I see a phone and I'm like, oh, give me the phone. I want to play with it for eight hours and waste my day. So I bought this little beauty. Look, oh, it flips oh. open and it's got numbers. Actual numbers. What would you use those for? <laughs> not a lot, it turns out. <laughs> so it's got Android baked into it. I won't bore you, but it's got the tiniest screen. It's literally... It's the twice the width of my thumb and probably three times the height of, you know, the, the, it's probably three times the height of the width of my thumb. What a, what a great way of describing its, <laughs> its dimensions. Anyway, if only had we had some sort of universal unit of uh, measuring things that weren't related to my thumbs. It's probably about five centimeters by three centimeters. It's unusable for anything apart from, I don't know, sending one text at a time. So I'm going to see how life progresses without it. And thus far, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Six days in, and I've got no regrets, apart from the fact that I want my old Android phone back. <laughs> That's the six only regret. <laughs> yeah. uh, six days in, has to be a, a need to charge it already? Uh, it, it lasts about 48 hours. Wow. Uh, yeah, 48 hours without using it. I, I couldn't. The thing about it is, right, I don't want to use it. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, It's, but that is the enterprise, right? I wanted to stop using it. This thing, it, the other one's gone into a drawer, so I'd have to go and find it. The old one's gone into a drawer. It would still work. I'd have to swap the SIM card out, but the I don't have any interest in using this. It's boring. It's really uninteresting, and so it's working. Yeah, I'll repeat. we've been talking about it for five minutes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, last week, I had you know normal colored hair. It has brought me towards grayness. It hasn't. I've had gray hair for a really long time. Anyway, so if anybody is interested in 
joining me on that journey, we should set up a website and describe no. our journey. <laughs> you can, you can would, set up a yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. Right. Neat. And, and then, then you can message every year saying, like, what? Because <laughs> you can't fit any text on the screen. <laughs> uh, anyway, there you go. That's my Luddite moment. Right, let's get on with the WordPressy stuff, shall we? Because that's why we're here. Uh, right, first up, Nick Diego wrote a post uh, all about redesigning the developer resources and a call for testing. So this is really for those of you who are out there in the dev in the developer space. Um, the content isn't going to change. It would appear that basically the content that you were looking at three weeks ago is going to be exactly the same as you're going to look at in a year's time, word for word. But they've changed the design. Uh, it does look, I've got to say, to my eye, it looks a little bit nicer. Everything is a bit more spread out. I don't know if you can see this image particularly well. Over on the left, the new, over on the right, the old. And as you can see, it's broadly the same, but the line spacing is a bit nicer. It's just a bit easier on the eye. I like it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's a block, a block, um, a block paradigm. And Nick was saying it's one of the hardest projects that they've taken on so far because of its magnitude. Obviously, the developer resources have been going for ever and ever. Amen. And so there's a lot of content to to bring over and make sure that it all works and what have you. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd raise that as a thing. I don't know if anybody wants to add anything to that. If you do, now is the time. Definitely check out the Slack channel that he references um, because more than just the developer resources, he's working on so many things and he's truly building in public. God bless him. Um, it's hard enough designing a website with a small team and instead he's designing it with the entire community. And all feedback is welcome. Yeah, and I'm guessing a fairly opinionated team as well. And I don't mean well, that rudely. I mean, you know, they're they're all in this. This is what they do for a living, right? So they're going to have exactly. real, strong, real yeah. strong opinions on the way it looks. And what He's doing a great job, but definitely check out the Slack channel. Okay, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, anybody else or shall we move on? I'm just going to quickly say it's nice to see them, uh, their iteration on the existing thing and not going... <clears throat> We should start again with a whole new hub system and build yet another because what you said, oh, developer has been around for ages. It really hasn't. That's true. You are right. Codex has been around yeah. for ages and yeah. still is around. Yeah. And obviously it's getting zero love. And now that disparity is getting greater and greater. So it's nice to see things should get developed and refreshed and, you know, made to look better. But it, it's nice to see that this is a, not a new project. This is actually building on an old project or project. Yeah, Nick makes the point that it's a uh, it's a block-based enterprise. It's a custom child theme that sits on top of WordPress.org's parent block theme. Um, and you know, the only thing which is going to be different in terms of design is is the actual homepage, where I, I think they've decided to set things out slightly differently to get you to get you started once you arrive to make it easier for you to find the, the sort of direction that you're going in. But as with all things WordPress, the, the team uh, are willing for you to provide some help. There's uh, a lot of sections that need help. So there's the block editor handbook, themes handbook, plugin handbook. Uh, you can see it on the screen. I won't bore you to death with that. But uh, there are instructions on this page. As always, the well, you can see that this came out. It was 22nd of November um, 2023. Nick Diego was the author. So if you go to make.wordpress.org, you'll find that fairly quickly. But as always, the links will be in the show notes, which I will publish tomorrow. If you're not um, getting those, go to wpbuilds.com um, and click the little, put your email into the, the field right near the top and you'll start getting those emails. 
Anybody else or shall we move on? I can't wait to see this design on other parts where we have the old design still, like some of the other handbooks, etc. I think it's uh, it's a lot nicer and it makes it easier to read, which is uh, valuable. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm just having a look, see if... Oh, no, no, that's all related to the width of my thumb, uh, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm sad. This is the first day in many, many years that Peter Ingersoll hasn't joined us to give us a weather report. I, I feel like I need to play some you, sort of... You missed it. Where? Where's it he gone? He did. Did he? Oh, I can't see for it. For some reason, it didn't come through here, but it's on YouTube. I am so sorry, uh, Peter Ingersoll, yeah. with your weather comment. I can't see you it. You shared it that it's through. currently four it degrees Celsius in Connecticut. Oh. Um, after a foggy Monday morning, it will be mostly cloudy with temps warmer than average. My life is now complete. I, I, I was <laughs> fearful that something deeply had gone wrong in the matrix, but uh, we're, we're back to normal service. Thank you, Peter. If anybody else is typing in comments that don't appear in the show, there's two reasons for that. A, uh, it's not relevant to what we're talking about at the moment, but it would appear B, there's a possibility that it just didn't appear in the platform. And if that's the case, I am sincerely Sorry, I don't mean to, uh, you know, to exclude anybody. Okay, so there we go. That's the first piece. The second one is over at the poststatus.com website. It's one more article in uh, Marika van der Ex, who was the former uh, CEO of Yoast. She has been putting out a series of articles uh, about all sorts of issues, um, but the issue, but they're really nice. They're really consumable. They're not more than a few hundred words in most cases. And in this case, she's taken on the uh, the subject of WordPress events, but then moves into diversity of WordPress companies. And to make a long story short, go to WordPress events and the diversity picture. And we're really uh, talking about, she talks about diverse gender diversity. She says, we do pretty well there. You know, you look around the room and it's encouraging. But then she makes the point that if you go into a WordPress company's board meeting, it, that will probably be a very, very different story. I don't really have the answer to this, but I'm just interested that she's raised this as a subject. We obviously have Jess on the call, so might be able to sort of lend some color to that. But making the point to cement things, and I know this isn't the WordPress space, but it does give you a broader picture out in the wider world of the 44 Fortune 500 companies. Sorry, of the Fortune 500 companies. So obviously there are 500 of them. Only 44 are led by women, which is a tiny, well, not even 10%. And globally, uh, women, according to this, are paid 20% less uh, than men. There are some links, hopefully, to back this up. So this isn't a proposal for how to solve it. This is just a Marika saying, this is a thing. I am somewhat, I'm just going to hand it over to Jess and see if you've got any opinions on this one. I don't know anything about being the only woman in a room. What can I say, Jess? I feel bad. <laughs> For anyone who missed the sarcasm. <laughs> I will say, you know, that is one thing that I've loved um, about. I've been very, very blessed to work with employers that, um, you know, have promoted women and listened to women and include women at every level in the company. Automatic is fantastic about it. Um, you know, even pressable, we have two women on the leadership team. Um, there's only five of us, so it's, you know, a, a good portion. Um, 
But, you know, my boss's boss is a woman uh, at my previous company, mostly women on the leadership team. Um, I don't know that it's just everywhere in WordPress, but I think, unfortunately, it still exists in some pockets. Um, and it's a much bigger conversation than I think we can have in two minutes. But I'm really, really glad that she brought this up here. And I'm interested in learning more about the mentorship program that she talked about later on in the article. We can give it three minutes, if you like. Would that help? That likely to... Uh... You know what? Yeah, I, I was thinking like 120 <laughs> seconds isn't going to do it, but yeah, gonna, it's plenty. Do you know what though? It is like I know you made the point, and it was it was it was beautifully sarcastic. We we love the sarcasm in the UK. Here we are, right? There's five of us. Four of us are uh, males, and I don't have the answer either. I I open the the booking system to to all and sundry, but it does sometimes just fall this way, and sometimes, especially with Michelle's help, Michelle Frechette, she does a, a really excellent job of helping me sort of balance that. But it can be difficult, and I'm I'm not trying to you know make make out that I couldn't try harder and things. But sometimes it does just fall this way. I feel that the words that have exited my mouth in the last twenty seconds are going to be career ending. Um, but I, what I don't know what the answer is. Uh, certainly for this show, I try, but it the the dominoes just don't fall all the time. But you know, you know. what though, Nathan, you just said something really important. Um, you know, you you don't want to say something that's going to upset people and everybody's so afraid of getting canceled or saying something horrible. Now, you obviously don't want to say anything hurtful, but I almost feel like that fear prevents us from having productive conversations that can become, you know, teachable and helpful and help us progress forward. Um, so I guess, you know, I'd love to see us having this conversation more often because perhaps it can help people better untangle whatever thoughts they're having on it. Do you have experience, um, Jess, forgive me, I don't know the background that you have outside of WordPress. Do you have experience in, you know, business away from the WordPress space? And, and if the answer to that is yes, is it, has it been different? Oh gosh, I've been in tech my whole career and yeah, absolutely. I will say my, my most recent employers, that has not been an issue, but I have absolutely um, been paid less a male counterpart. Um, I have not gotten jobs that I thought I should have gotten. Um, I was featured uh, in a women in tech article by Liquid Web, and I talked a bit more about my experiences with that. And I think we've come a long way. Um, but, you know, again, I recognize my privilege. I've been very fortunate to work for employers where that hasn't been an issue recently, but I've absolutely experienced it elsewhere. And Make no mistake, um, there are still plenty of people that don't want to hear from a woman. They don't want to work for a woman. Um, huh. They may not trust a woman as much as they would trust a man. It's just something that exists. And I think as women, um, especially women in leadership, and I am in leadership, um, I've had to learn to work with that and through that. Well, thank you for your input there. That's brilliant. Um, I'm going to let Rob and and let Tim and let uh, I nearly said Yoast there. My, uh, let Taco Taco. My my two cents, Nathan. Um, first of all, what I'll tell you is I worked in the private sector, uh, sorry, the public sector before. Um, I opened my own agency, and I worked for a number of women managers, directors, project leaders, and never had an issue. My my whole philosophy all my life is as long as somebody has 
has the tools to do the job, it doesn't matter to me um, where they are. Now, you were talking about diversity with your uh, podcast. I've got the same problem. I mean, I try and make a point of my podcast being gender diverse as well as being culturally diverse. Um, for those who don't know, Toronto is one of the most diverse cities in the world. Uh, the way we describe Toronto and its communities is the United Nations. Like, and that's not, you know, exaggerating. It's that type of city. We have everything from Indian pockets to Jewish pockets to Italian pockets to you name it. So we're probably miles ahead of a lot of the other places with this whole diversity. And the reason I mentioned the background is that background carries into stuff like WordPress. It carries into what you've been accustomed to and what your life has been. And, and I hate to say it, I think a lot of it is worn behavior and sometimes for the negative side of it. So we got to break that down, but that's kind of my take. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Taco, Tim, anything? Or should we move on? Yeah. So for a while, I jokingly said I'm the diversity hire on the Yoast leadership team. Uh, <laughs> I was the only man in uh, a team of women for a while. Um, and that is an interesting experience because even oh. then you would have people reach out to the leadership team and address me and ignore all the women around me. And they would think that I was CEO or whatever. Um, I have never been, I do not have any ambition to take up that role. Um, so it, it's really when you're aware of that this problem exists and you pay attention to it, you see it in a lot of places. And the boardroom definitely is one of the places where um, we see this a lot more still, not just in tech, but in society in general, um, as Marike pointed out in her article. And... Um, I know that one of the reasons why uh, Joost America sold Joost to Newfold Digital is because Newfold has, uh, is a female-led company. And that does something with the, the culture in your company. It, it, is, um, it, it is different if you have that representation in the leadership. It becomes easier down the line to say, hey, look, that's our example. And that's what we should aim for throughout the company. And I think that is why it matters so much that we have that representation in um, the boardroom, but also on a stage at a WordCamp, because that representation is what triggers a next generation, is what triggers others to say, hey, this is achievable. This is possible. This is um, an option for me. And that goes beyond gender diversity, of course. And I think that's why uh, the underrepresented in tech database uh, run by Michelle and Ali Nimmons is a brilliant resource if you have a podcast and you're looking for speakers that you maybe wouldn't find easily yourself. They, they've just created this database of people who are ready to come on your podcast and share their opinions with you. And it's brilliant. Um, 
Michelle has joined us in the chat, so hopefully she'll add something to that. But Peacher has also joined us in the chat and she says, no man, she got a no in capital letters, uh, ever takes my word for something I am an expert on. They always have to check. That's interesting. Um, Tim, I don't know if you want to round this one out or shall we? I'm not the right person to round this one out. Okay. I, I'm literally, but I would, I, I would like to pose a question, which is, uh, is it getting better? I'll, I'll yeah. be making progress because that's the, the key. I, obviously, when we were talking about numbers and figures, and they sound horrible when you're talking about only 44 people in the 44 women in the to Fortune 500. But it, is that better than last year? Is that better than 10 years ago? Is that better than 20 years ago? Are we making progress? I or think we are. We're not. I think we are. I guess. Say say again, Jess. It got it got consumed. Yeah, by... yeah. I think we are. I think that's the right question to ask too. Um, I think we are. You know, when when I was little, I can remember hearing people say like, "A woman could never be president. They menstruate and they're too emotional." And now, look at world leaders. Like yeah. we've seen women in these roles, and sometimes they're outperforming. You know, like <laughs> I think that we absolutely have shifted. Yes. I, I think what's an interesting area to look at is um, universities around the world, because typically you see that female students are doing better than their male counterparts. And if they are at the university or in, or in college, then why can't they in business? So um, as soon as that sort of that realization ends up with people who are in the old mindset of no men have to be leaders and strong and you know that's really interesting i know that in the uk and i don't know why i know this but somehow i know this that in the uk uh, in the late 90s so it used to be that um there was more or less parity in education outcomes in the UK. So it, it was for a very long time, if you go back in a long way, the, the, the boys, for want of a better word, would outperform the girls. And then at some point that pivoted and it became more or less the same. And since the sort of mid 1990s, uh, female uh, attainment has outstripped male attainment. And that curve apparently is still going. And I know schools they have to try to address that. That's one of the sort of things that teachers in the UK have to deal with. But it, it, it kind of makes a mockery of that statistic, doesn't it? If the, if the female cohort that are coming through are consistently outperforming the males, and yet we, we have that kind of skew in the workplace, that is peculiar. And it does speak to something a bit more, a bit deeper rooted. But in answer to Tim's question, I think Marika's article is pointing to that as a, yes, it is getting better. I couldn't say about year on year, but it does seem certainly in like in, in events in that space, it's got better, whether or not it'll continue to get better in the boardroom, we'll have to see, but really she's just raising the question. Uh, she says, I know I'll just quote, she says, I know we can't change the world today and immediately put more women in charge, but it's good to stay aware of the lack of gender diversity in our boardrooms. And I strongly believe that we need to give more room to our role models on stage. I love these articles, Marika's producing. Doing them every week, and they're all about something really great interest. So, uh, bravo. Uh, so, thank you very much. Super quickly on this, slightly related on this topic. Um, if you are a 
from an underrepresented uh, group in tech and you are accepted to speak at a tech event, at a WordCamp, know that there's a Yoast Diversity Fund amongst other funds that can help you overcome financial hurdles. So at least we tend to take away that barrier uh, to entry for underrepresented people. Taco has very helpfully put a couple of links into our private chat, but for some reason that my Mac has decided that it doesn't like the clipboard anymore. Uh, it doesn't want to be helpful. It wants to just use the previous link every time. So I can't get them out, Taco. But if I'll have a quick read of them when this is finished. There's one on the um, there's one on the New York there's one on the New Sky News website, and there's one on the New York Times website. I will dig those out when my Mac starts to behave. And yeah, I'll, uh, it's the software I just tried it as well. Oh, okay. So it's the software. I've it's also not my Mac. Come okay. to Slack, uh, Nathan, if you want to I, open them now. I, Taco, let me show you my phone. Uh, <laughs> this is a Slack free zone. Yeah. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take it. I take that as a badge of honor. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I will endeavor to dig them out. Tim's telling me it's the platform. It somehow hobbles the ability to to copy and paste things. Great. Thanks, platform. We love you. Uh, but there we go. So I will link to Marika's article and you can have a look for yourself. That will be coming out tomorrow. Okay. This is the hot topic of this week. I feel this one is going to be the, if there is a trigger, it's going to be this one. Uh, this is all about sponsorship at WordCamps. Mm. And okay. The title says it all. Should Kate DeRosier, uh, 29th of November, posted on the make.wordpress.org website, should we allow sponsor demo rooms or tracks at events? So if you've never been to a WordPress event, a track is like a series of events all happening in one particular place. So it would be like that room over there. Um, and a demo room is obviously another separate room. And I think I think what what's happening here is we're trying to get value for the sponsors. I don't know if there's been like noise in the background from sponsors sort of questioning the value they get out of those events, but clearly something um, has has been the cause of this. I don't know what it is, but the the proposal is um, should we have exactly that, and what would that look? <laughs> so let's first accept the premise, and we'll accept that yes, we could go ahead with that. Then we've got to figure out what that means and some suggestions on the screen. And there was a lot of comments, actually, which were worth reading. Could it be things like this? Could it be a standalone option? Like, I don't know, like a, a particular room, which is all by itself. Would it need to be part of the package? In other words, would you advertise it and say to the sponsors, if you go for this tier, you're going to get 10 minutes on stage at the beginning of the event or the end of the event? Um, could it be an, an add-on package? So if you're a sponsor, you could just beef it up. You could pay an extra $1,000, $2,000 and, and like have that as a little add-on. Uh, should it be in a separate room all by itself? And so obviously you can see like the brain, the brain immediately starts to think of all the ways this would be good for the sponsors, but all the ways this might not be good for the participants. I don't know what the answer is. And because I don't know, I'm asking you four to solve it for me. Uh, oh, Nathan, Nathan. <laughs> Let me, let me jump in. So I'm a auto racing fan, particularly Formula One. So that's how the WordPress space. But we all know in auto racing, sponsorship is everywhere. It's on the cars. It's on the logos. It's on the track. In professional football in Europe, you have sponsorship logos on jerseys. We do in hockey in North America. 
We just have to give in and realize that sponsorship is an opportunity to make money to save the cost of the WordCamps for the participants. And we got to accept that, number one. Number two, I'm all for sponsorships, even going to the point of talk, saying this talk is presented by GoDaddy, this talk is presented by Yoast, this talk is presented by Pressbox. I'm in that camp because without money behind it and sponsors behind it, these events don't run. So anything that gives the sponsors value, I'm there. And I'm a, as a marketer, I'm even there even more. So that's kind of my quick and dirty in two cents. I, I can only speak from ignorance, which is typically, <laughs> you know, the way, but I, I am only ever an attendee. So I'll leave my opinions uh, to the end. But I don't know, Tim, you've been on both sides of this. Jess, yeah. you've so been I've, on both sides of this, and so has Taco. So let's go to Tim first. Sorry, Tim, I interrupted. I've, uh, I've been a, uh, an organizer, a sponsor, a speaker, mm-hmm. and once... For one time, I've been a, just gone as a participant. It was a horrible experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is default. <laughs> you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't get to word camps and just <laughs> around. Um, no, but as a sponsor, uh, would I have been in the room and they said, oh, we can have uh, speaking slots? No. Because no one's going to come to a sponsored speaking slot. It's sponsored. And they know it's a sales pitch. Plus... If our products are good, if our teams are good, if the people are coming there, we don't need that to be, we don't need that leg up. It wouldn't work for us. So back when I was working as a, for a hosting company, we, what would we do? Go and give a talk about how wonderful our control panel is. By the way, Pressable's control panel's lovely. You should see it in a little bit. It's coming later. You know, that demo isn't what people who go to a WordCamp want to see in a talk. They want to go and listen to a talk about how to use JPCL. I, I don't know, just something. So then you're saying, okay, well, we won't do a talk about, we don't do a talk as a sales pitch. We'll definitely do a real talk. People aren't going to come because they think you're going to give a sales pitch. And as someone who goes to quite a lot of conferences in the past, I've signed sponsored talks. They are horrible. <laughs> and the worst ones are the ones that bait and switch you. You walk in thinking you're going to go and learn about something interesting and you get a sales pitch. Now, one thing that's brilliant about WordCamps is that we've had this effectively no sales pitch rule for so long that it means that you at least feel that they're being vetted. Sometimes we overvet. Sometimes uh, we've got to this stage now where it's like you can't have branding in your talk slides. You can't do this. We've gone too far the other way. But by doing so, we're guaranteeing that these are going to be talks that are being given on merit. So I wouldn't want to do it as a sponsor. And I don't think I'd want a demo room that was away from my stand. Because if I'm, unless I'm coming with this, you know, the hostingers of this world with their 120 people who sort of swarm into the big event, I'm probably not there with a large team. I'm probably there with even the bigger sponsors are there with a team of four or five people. I've got to rotate those people. Those people need to go to talks. Those people need to be doing other things as well as being on our stand promoting us. I don't have the resources to go off to do a demo room. So the demo room's no good to me either. At which point I'm like, this isn't really benefiting your average sponsor that much, but it damages the reputation of the WordCamp considerably by association. 
even if you manage to get it all perfect, we had absolute transparency, someone won't believe that because that's how the world works. If you tell somebody you're being transparent, that everybody just automatically assumes you're not. It's a really weird thing. Um, so I just can't see it working. And I think while it sounds like, oh, we're giving lots of value to sponsors, when you actually sit down and think about it, I'm not sure that there is that many sponsors who could make good use of it. In fact, the, the few people I can think of are probably the ones who are really small, who are coming with their one with, uh, uh, sorry, Mark, but WS Forms of this world, who is literally him turning up at a WordCamp, and he can probably afford to close his stand for 20 minutes if he knows he's going to have a bunch of people in front of him to give a demo, and he can give an active demo. Um, but yeah, I just can't see who this is aimed at really deep down. It feels like somebody's come along and went, that's what other conferences do. So we must, we we should try this. And it's like, yeah, but that's not a good answer. That, thank you. So I had really contrasting opinions there from Rob and from Tim. So both Jess and Taco, um, still currently representing, uh, <clears throat> people who companies who sponsor. So let's see what their opinions are. I, I kind of feel that, that will there be some shredding on eggshells here? Is it is it is it a difficult circle to square on? But maybe. So I see that Jess is trying as hard as I was to keep a straight face, um, especially with the comments happening uh, on the side because there sure. are a lot of opinionated people um, watching today. Um, so I think there's, like Tim said, there's definitely two sides. Uh, to this. The fact that you walk into a WordCamp knowing that all the speakers are there because of their quality and not because someone paid a crap load of money to get them on that stage is extremely valuable. It, it makes for an opportunity to have the better speakers on the stage versus the richest companies. So I don't think that is something that we should ever, ever, ever lose in our community uh, programs, in, in our WordCamps, in our meetups. At the same time, realistically, especially talking about the bigger WordCamps, the people who can afford to travel, to stay, to attend, to speak, are those with financial backing whether that is from their employer or an external uh, sponsor. But if you want to travel to a WordCamp Europe in a different country, in a different city, if you want to travel to a WordCamp Asia, to a WordCamp US, that is a lot of money. And if I had to tell my wife, I'm doing this for fun, I'm not making any money, and I'm going to spend two and a half grand so that I can give a 15-minute lightning talk, on a stage somewhere in uh, the US. Well, I'd rather. divorce you, right, There's, <laughs> Yes, there is no way. So, realistically, a significant part of our speakers, and especially for the flagship board camps, it's different for local events. But for the flagship board camps, realistically, a lot of speakers have already been sponsored by their companies. And 
knowing that, and I'm in the lucky position that my employer pays for all of my travels to all the work camps that I attend. And I'm blessed every time because it is absolutely wonderful. Um, but should I decide to go to a work camp on my own, um, versus being paid by Yoast, there wouldn't be a difference in the quality of the talk that I want, that I could deliver because I'm not a different person. So yes, if, if sponsored means you're doing a sales pitch, well, first of all, you're doing it wrong because no one ever likes going to a sales pitch unless they invited you to pitch your product. Um, but the people in our space, and I love that you used uh, Mark as an example, so I'll do the same um, also as an extra shout out to Mark, because he is an absolute expert on building forms. Yeah. He knows incredibly much about everything that his plugin does, but beyond that on how to build efficient forms. If we talk to Jess, she's been in the hosting space for as long as I can remember. She is extremely knowledgeable about anything hosting and especially WordPress hosting. So the fact that someone pays to get her up that stage doesn't change the value that she can deliver to an audience. So there's both sides to this, and I don't have a final answer, but as um, a company that now has to report to um, upper management, I can definitely say that including a speaker spot would make pitching um, going to an event easier sometimes. Hmm. That's, so that's the added value for me being part of a larger company. So yeah. as someone who's worked in a company, not a much, 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 much smaller company, we got our speaker slots knowledge before we got our sponsor slots knowledge. So we would already know if we had a speaker going before we knew about the sponsor. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So ha having a, got a sponsor with a guaranteed speaking slot wouldn't necessarily have worked out at any point in our logistics. So maybe it's just a case of having to readjust how you think about things. But it, it's, it's interesting. We, uh, as some in that room in a much smaller scenario, we were much keener to have speakers than we were necessarily about sponsoring something because we knew we would sponsor it. So it was more about regardless of whether you had someone speaking. Um, I think the other thing it really needs to emphasize is that sponsoring WordCamps is not cost-effective normally for the vast, vast majority of people. I imagine Yoast makes, does not make money out of sponsoring WordCamps. They not a single dime. And I don't, I, Mark, Mark once told, uh, was on saying that he did, but then every other person I've ever spoken to on Dave Builds and everywhere, I don't think we, I, you find a single person who's going to say that sponsorship pays other than as a brand recognition tool. And that's obviously an intangible thing. Um, and that's so, so wrong. That's a long-term play, not a short-term play to a brand recognition tool. And that's what we have to understand. It's, it's like running multiple ads on TV. Like you watch a sporting event and you see a Coke commercial and they run 50 million ads. That's for brand recognition. I would say sponsorship is the same thing. The more you sponsor, the more your brand gets out there. That's the only play because 
I know anybody I've talked to, including Mark, Mark's a good friend, is they don't, people don't do as well at WordCamps as they think they do. They don't make the money. People aren't buying because it's a no salesy. So I would agree with you. I'm just going to add uh, quickly, uh, Mark Westgard, uh, unless I receive some financial uh, reward for this, I'm going to take the word WS form and the words Mark Westgard out of the audio uh, when it's posted. So get your hand in your pocket, Mark. No, you're not. No, I'm not. You're quite right. But he knows. Well, he knows that. going to be called cancelling Mark Westward. guy shows up everywhere. I mean, it's yeah, just he's ridiculous. Great. Jess, Jess, come on. Let's have your opinion on this. Yes, stop the straight face. Be honest. I think everybody's captured my thoughts. Um, I think it really speaks to the motive of speaking at a WordCamp. You know, what is it to share information or is it to sell stuff? Um, you know, that there's already been some great points made about, you know, the the rule that we all know to be true at WordCamps, you're not supposed to sell from this stage. Um, I have been to events where speakers do get their spots. And gosh, if I'm to give my actual thoughts, um, they they largely seem to be popularity contest things where, you know, that person's friends all show up and it, it's taking away from other sessions from speakers that are there because their pitches were deemed wonderful. Um, I don't know that really anything is gained from these sponsored speaking spots, except for, again, being able to say that I spoke there. Um, I don't know that if Pressable was given one because we bought it, I would probably make sure I gave that speaker spot to somebody who otherwise wouldn't get it. Hmm. So, you know, are you taking away from somebody else? If you're able to add a whole nother stage, what, why wouldn't you elevate more people? Now, that would be a more interesting idea would be, other than letting the, uh, pressable pick person say, we'll sponsor the track yeah. and we'll have the track branded up. As yeah, I don't have a problem with track. Oh, but that doesn't get you the benefits of being able to have your person, which is what this is all about. Let well, me see it. Hey, y'all. Yeah. We got some great speakers today. Kim, I think I'm saying that comes back to what I was saying, like the track or even a talk. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the sponsored. And by the way, Jess, that comment about uh, giving away the spot is just what makes you a class act in this space. It's just, I feel like it would be the best thing for the camp. And that's, it goes back to that motivation. What is the motivation here? Yeah. And I think all of us who have given our time, money, and energy to WordCamps know that it's not an ATM machine. We do it because we love yeah. it and we care about the community. The um, comments are coming in fast. Yeah, there's quite a few comments. I've raised some of those in a moment. But, but interestingly... Tim's like, excuse me, I do it for the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what I was going to say was the first, the first company that gives up their speaker slot to somebody else uh, and that, and make sure that that quietly leaks out. They are on for the marketing winning. Jess, you've just given it away. Yeah, you're giving away the secret sauce. <laughs> that's the way Tim, to do I it. don't think you've ever seen our booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's literally what we do is we yeah, do yeah. money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember in uh, WordCamp in San Diego, you were doing something quite interesting with your, with, yeah. with the, the, the booth that you had there, giving things away. Okay. So, first thing. It's interesting that we ended up talking about tracks 
and things like that. I wonder if this, like, I, I wonder if this could be a bit more of a Pandora's box that gets opened up. So it wouldn't just be that. Like, are there, are there, and uh, again, I'm, I'm not asking, not putting anybody on the spot and saying we must come up with them now, but could it be just something wild and different? Like, I don't know, some bit just before the closing remarks where the sponsors get to come up on stage and just, I don't know, give away stuff. It's a bit like it's more game show than it is speaking event, but it's just some bit of razzmatazz, a bit funny. I don't know, but because of the mold of the way WordCamps are, it's kind of hard to step out of that and think outside the box, but maybe this will promote uh, a difference of opinion. I did want to highlight one of the things that I thought was interesting, and it was in the comments, and it was somebody that said something that one of you said was that it would be it would be hard to it would be a bitter pill if, as a sponsor, you were competing in time with tracks where people had uh, gotten themselves there off the merit of their ability to talk about that subject. That would be a that would be a real collision, which I don't think anybody but would want. But let's see and let's see what the the comments are. Again, I have to apologise. It does appear that uh, the platform is not consuming all the comments, particularly from. YouTube, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, there's not much I can do about that. Oh my goodness, we did have a lot of comments. Wow. Okay, I'll just go through a, f a few of them uh, very quickly. First of all, oh my God, Jess's decorations. That was good. Uh, thank you for that, Paul. Uh, sponsorship is great as long as there is transparency and it's clear what's sponsored. Yeah, yeah, the transparency is a given, I think, and it's the bit at the end of that sentence, isn't it? What is sponsored? What fun? Interesting ways can the sponsors get value out of it. Uh, Peacher says she's got too many opinions, can't fit them in the comment window. Oh, Peacher, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very well I would definitely Sorry. invite Peacher on on the podcast someday because I know that she has strong opinions. She does. Very she's much, great. Very much she's really good ones. Uh, Jerome says he's a fan of the smaller events that have less costs, feels a bit more like community, but I also do like the bigger camps as well. It's difficult. That is the problem here, right? It is, it's difficult. Um, it's absolutely possible to create, we're back to Peacher, to create a conference where speakers are fairly compensated. Okay. So there's another thing, right? Could you sponsor a speaker? And I don't mean you literally force them to wear a t-shirt, but somehow there is, well, we, we got 10 of the speakers here this year. We did that bit. Maybe that's happened in the past. I don't know. Uh, expenses paid. Um, it's ethical and it's not a demo. Peter, would you wear a Yoast t-shirt? Let's just see what she says to that. Uh, isn't it? Is, isn't it good to demo in the hallway and then other people get engaged? So that's like the track. That's the thing that we've got going on at the moment. Uh, good points, Tim says. Jerome. Lots of people agreeing. There's too many. There's too many comments here. I do. Has anybody been? Because I was concentrating on what people were saying. Has any? Can you, anybody highlight one of the good ones? Yeah, Peter Ingersoll's comment. Peter's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. one. It's interesting to me how many WordCamp attendees mentions not going to speaker sessions because for them, it's about the hallway track. Oh, maybe we should just have a hallway track. Event. You know what, you know what, Peter, that's interesting because I've been at a couple and the last WordCamp Toronto, we didn't have one during the pandemic. And I think I saw one talk in two days. I spent all time in the hallway track. So, yeah. Um, this is interesting. This is just, this is to Peach's point about paying the, the speakers set up a proper merchandise store, uh, where the profits of that go towards paying the speakers. 
Just That's raise cool. the amount of the ticket a little bit. And I had an intuition, right? I, I thought this was a good idea, but because I thought of it, it probably isn't. Uh, and it was okay. that the, at the point where you buy your WordCamp ticket, you can add in a few extra dollars, an amount of your choosing, and that money is guaranteed to go to the speakers. So you just chuck in an extra $20 and that goes, no, no. So my, my question then, um, being a former WordCamp organizer is how do you decide where that money goes? You see, I didn't think it through. I wish, I wish I hadn't said it now. Uh, no, I, 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 I feel bad. It's a legit idea. No, it, okay. There's, there's interesting logistics and politics to it. Can um, I just nominate Mark Westgard to do that then? Can he just sure. do that? Yeah, nice. Thanks, sure. Mark. Mark's going to decide who, uh, who gets all that. No, I'm being, I'm a bit of levity. I apologize. I don't know. And again, there's the problem, right? That person, whoever shoulders that responsibility, there's an absolute channel for it to go badly for them, right? I mean, maybe they'll do an impeccable job and there'll be no criticism and it will be perfect. But equally, you know, there's bound to be somebody grumbling about the allocation of those yes. funds. I don't know. Um, anything short of random and lottery is going to be hard to to manage, isn't it? Um, Yoast of... Oh, Yoast have sponsored me many times and never once asked me to wear a t-shirt. They're doing it wrong. Uh, no, no, this is by design. So, um, uh, I, I pitched before the diversity fund and we specifically do not require people to tell anyone that they've received a grant from the diversity fund. Um, and a lot of people still do. They add in a slide. Uh, in their deck where they say, hey, Yoast Diversity Fund has sponsored me, but they are not required to do so because um, it was a term that I learned yesterday. Um, uh, it was called, and I'm not sure, can I say this? Yeah, I can say this. Uh, called poverty porn, where you look at people who have less than you and give them um, uh, money and then all go like, oh, look at us being awesome. And that's the last thing that we want to do. So, yeah, we would yeah. never ask Peter yeah. to wear a Yoast t-shirt. Uh, Peter, will you wear a WP Builds t-shirt? <laughs> I'll give you a quid. Bargain. Oh, Nathan, <laughs> what are we going to do with you? I know. It, I am, I'm always keen to plumb new debts. <laughs> uh, Just uh, send her your old phone so that you can... That's right, you see. <laughs> You've got to have humor. These shows require humor. Otherwise, what else do we have? Um, I know Peacher very, very, very well. Uh, we, we do we communicate rather a lot, so I know she'll take it in good heart. Um, Michelle Fouchette, of course, had a, a fabulous initiative where she took uh, selfies with people, and each person that she took a selfie with, she would then chip into a pot, which then got distributed amongst yeah. The, the speakers, uh, in order to reimburse them for that. Apologies, Michelle, if I've framed that incorrectly, but she said the money she raised with selfies last year made it clear how much, uh, need there was there. I told all selfie recipients that their finances are their business and there's no need to publicly thank anyone. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's the right way to do it. Will you make it, will you make it girls cut, Nathan? Is that a t-shirt thing? I'm totally out it of my is. depth now. Cause Girl bodies are a little different than guy bodies, and there's cut different. Wait, hack. 
We're not going there. No, we're not. There's the title of the show. Even I can't go <laughs> to that. Yeah, like, I've met my limit. Uh, okay, so intractable problem feels like that there is definitely more to be said about this because we've heard uh, opposing opinions. Uh, I think probably something needs to be done, but what that solution is and whether or not it ups upsets a minimum number of people or a maximum number of people will remain to be seen. I guess we've got to try something though, haven't we? Got to give something else a go. And if the sponsorship is drying up, maybe that's where this is coming from. That sponsorship does dry up and it therefore jeopardizes the future of such events. Well, then the whole thing is uh, less of a talking point and suddenly becomes more important. We'll see. Okay, thank you for your participation in that. I just wanted to raise this. I know time is short and we've got a few things to cover, so I'm just going to raise this really quickly, not really get into the story as such, but I just found this was a really interesting piece this week. It was WP Fusion. They decided uh, after many, many years with Active Campaign and various other CRMs, they were going to switch over to a, a WordPress solution. It's uh, Perhaps you've heard of them. It's called Fluent CRM. It's a WordPress plugin. Uh, created by WP Manage Ninja. I had intended to talk about this rather a lot, but I think time is pressing. So I'm just going to encourage people to go and look at it. If you are on a proprietary platform and your audience is growing and growing and growing, and it's costing you mucho moolah dollars, then WordPress might have your back. And there's a bunch of things just like Fluent CRM that are mentioned in the article. So apologies if you've researched that one, any of you for, but we're just going to skip right on by. Uh, a, a, a company that you may or may not have heard of before, uh, Yoast, they have got a, what the heck am I doing introducing this? This is pointless. Uh, right. We're going to move over to our sponsor slot now. Uh, <laughs> it's not, it's no, really not. I promise. <laughs> it really isn't. Uh, we've got a new iteration of Yoast SEO. You've all heard of them. Yoast, um, obviously been doing this work for ages. We're on 21. Point six. Now with, well, the thing which is hot at the moment, generative AI. I could read the bullet points, but what's, what is the point of that? Let's just hand it over to Taco. He can explain it. Give us all the hotness. Yes. So um, a while ago, we introduced uh, AI as sort of a soft launch, uh, which means that if you activated the feature, you could already uh, generate titles and meta descriptions uh, for your post pages. Um, using AI and uh, it worked out really well. And uh, so we've removed the beta label and it's now full on in the Yoast SEO premium plugin, uh, which means that you no longer have to worry about writing those pesky uh, little meta descriptions, uh, but you can have AI as your sort of co-author um, to help you come up with a nice angle based on the post that you've written, based on the page that you've built. Uh, it will do a few su suggestions, uh, and then you can, of course, tweak and finalize and, and make it pretty and human. Um, and as of 21.6, this is now also available in our WooCommerce SEO plugin, which means that you can do the same for all of the 100,000 products that you have in your um, uh, in your online store, um, generate title meta description, but also specifically for social media. So if you want to have a different description for Facebook, which can be a very good idea because there's usually a different audience on Facebook. Um, so you can tailor your 
description for Facebook to that audience and our AI can help you do that. Uh, the thing that I'm most proud of is that we've been able to do this without any tokens, third-party integrations, credits buying whatsoever. So just install Yoast SEO Premium and that will give you access to uh, our AI for free, no matter does, how many suggestions you generate. Does it, does it leverage uh, another service? So is it using, for example, chat? GPT or, you know, yes. OpenAI's technology or is yes, it? Yes, it yeah. does. Okay, got yeah. it. Um, Can I ask another thorny question? Because I um, I just would like to know. When I typically do the, the SEO of things, I do wish to write something different for Twitter than I would for uh, Facebook. Because I, I think Facebook crowd tend to, well, there's more, there's more open text, shall we say. You can write longer things, which might, you know, engage people. Do I just click a button and all the suggestions for all the different fields get filled out? So the meta description and so on and so forth, or do I have to go one field at a time, click, 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 get yeah, the generation one, one and then field take... at a time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, we don't want to accidentally override all the good things that you already had in there. Oh, good so, point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a little use AI button, um, next to the, the fields where you can use it and that will to pop up the model and give you five suggestions. If those aren't good enough, you can generate more. And as soon as you select one, you can then uh, go back to your your original editor that has been in Yoast SEO for ages, um, and you can tweak it. And yeah. Um, okay, I, ha I have another question, and this is uh, I, just g give me your best approximation, honestly, Taco. Does yeah. AI do a, a cracking job of this? My intuition, with all the AI that I've used, given given certain guardrails, obviously, if you just ask it something random, give it, and then it's just hallucinates all over the place, and it's just really weird. Although that's getting way better, but given that the guardrails are around this, and you know, you're asking it for a very tiny subset of what you could possibly ask it, you know, a short description of the content itself. Honestly, what's it like in terms of quality? Does it, as you've described here, you know, create compelling titles or is there quite a lot of going back and fixing and tweaking? So I think the biggest challenge that our team had was to um, get rid of all the clickbaity uh, titles that it would generate. Mm -hmm. Because if you've been on the internet longer than a week, that's probably where you're allergic to already. Um, and so that's not helping your SEO at all. So yes, uh, a lot of time and energy has been spent on creating a high quality um, title and high quality meta description when you use the AI feature. Interesting. Yeah, that's one of the things I notice. It gets it gets um, well. It just sort of lapses into something akin to children's prose, if you know what I mean. And it gets carried away with. Uh, superlatives and saying this is yeah. super epic and and uh, my favorite word of all time awesome uh, tends to appear rather a lot uh, anyway so thank you for that anybody else want to comment on that uh, or should we just let Taco have his you know his sponsorship slot completely unimpeded gets the uh... <laughs> no okay well thank you uh, it's out now yes it's uh, been available since last Tuesday yeah okay go snap it up Alrighty, so that will be in the show notes as well. Whilst we're on the sponsorship slots, ha, let's uh, let's do this one. Uh, 
I'm joking. Nobody sponsors anything on this show. It's just, well, they do, but they're not related to the people in the panel. They sponsor the show. Uh, so Pressable, tell us about this, Jess. You've got a fabulous new dashboard. And I say fabulous because I've tried it and I actually genuinely really like it. So tell us what you've done. Thank you. I genuinely like it too. Mm. We, well, primarily um, our lead front end engineer, Wayne, um, put months of work into this. Um, we overhauled the entire back end experience. Um, if you can scroll down just a little bit, I, I want to show some pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is it is truly beautiful. Um, you know, one of the things that we're working toward, and we're not there yet, but we're working toward it. We want to be one of the most accessible hosts available. Um, we want everybody to come sit at our table. All of our navigation has been moved to the left. We have some beautiful menus, um, intuitive uh, labels for each of the functions. You know, everything is kind of where you would expect to find it. Um, one of my personal favorites. Uh, if you can scroll down just a little more, I want to show the dark mode because it is oh, so beautiful. Yay. Oh, it's so Oh, funny. yeah, yeah, you're into that. Okay, nice. All it's right. not just like plain black with white lettering. Like we have this gorgeous deep, deep blue and there's, you know, some depth to it. Uh, but one of the things that Wayne put a lot of energy into was making sure that um, people with contrast sensitivity um, and those that prefer maybe some color perception assistance have the ability to fine tune this for themselves. Um, so we have multiple op options for, you know, the color schemes. Um, everything is mobile accessible. Uh, but really, I just I love the way that it looks. I love the way that you can find everything so much easier. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. If you haven't told, been able to tell. Um, but a lot of this stuff has also been driven by customer feedback. That's one thing I love about Pressable. Um, when people send us feedback and thoughts and ideas, we really take them all to heart. And this is a labor of love based on a lot of that and some really, really smart design work by Wayne. Oh, thank you. Uh, Peacher is back. She also likes it. She says, I love in capital letters, the new pressable dashboard. Uh, I, I have to just mention it. Uh, sorry, Jess. I tried to go to the pressable website on my, my new phone and, uh, yeah, I I don't know what to tell you there, Nathan. Um, I'll reach out to Caterpillar and see if they've got any integration. Or maybe you could send me a tiny little stylus, that, you know, that's got <laughs> rather than my big finger. Which we, could. Uh, yeah. we, it's, we forgot to my. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the audience of one, that guy with that phone. Uh, lovely. Thank you so much. By the way, um, Rob and uh, Tim, if you fancy putting something in the private chat that you also would like to flag in this episode, feel free to do that. That's lovely. Anyway, pressable. I'll order. I've seen the fee. <laughs> right. The bag of swag that was handed over a pre-session. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was expensive I flying out to Russia to meet on that bridge in the middle of nowhere. We came at both ends. Um, yeah, so pressable.com, you can check them out. And obviously this article will be linked in the show notes tomorrow. It's called Say Hello to the my to the new My Pressable Dashboard. Nathan, can yeah. I can I bring attention to uh Jaron's comment? I think you need to highlight that one on the screen. Really? Uh he says is the is the brand of that new phone <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So you're gonna like this. This is from a brand 
of so the people that make this phone you, you didn't know that they made phones but now you do it's caterpillar you know the company that make like heavy industrial machinery and shoes <laughs> well it turns out make phones can i get it can the i get epi- like the episode to- title See? where oh. did nathan get his new phone it was a guy called dodgy pete uh i met him down at the, <laughs> the local bar. anyway enough of my phone let's get on with wordpress stop bricks bricks have got a new pricing update uh so we won't get into this particularly but uh, bricks is a page builder it's very popular it seems to have taken quite a lot of the the elementor crowd along with it in recent times it's run by a single single developer or at least it was i don't know if it still is but lots and lots and lots of work has been put into this over the months uh, i will link to this but basically if you've been thinking about getting on board the bricks train uh my head went in all sorts of directions there um if you've been thinking about that then maybe now is the time because they are going to be upping their prices from what is very reasonable to still something fairly reasonable, but you know, it's possibly worth doing it. You can see here that at the moment it's 70, sorry, it's going to $79 for one site, 149 for three sites, 249 for unlimited sites on an annual basis, but they're still holding on to their lifetime pay once forever, uh, 599. All of this is happening on the 15th of January, 2024. So if you've been thinking about that. Maybe that's worth checking out quickly. Uh, right. So I'm going to move over to Tim because Tim threw this into the show notes. And I confess that I didn't get a chance to read it. So I'm hoping that Tim can tell us why this piece. Okay. Let's, if you scroll down just a little bit mm-hmm. and scroll down and stop, just go up a tiny bit. Then we've got the, the actual message. Keep going up. Oh, got it. Right. Dear yep. user. Yep. Sorry. Over the last week or so, lots of people have been getting emails that pretty much say that. Dear user, the WordPress security team has discovered a remote code execution. Vulnerability on your site. Bloody, bloody, blah. We patched it. Don't worry. Yeah. Click this button and download the plugin to install. Needless to say, the emails are not sent from the WordPress security team. And if you download the plugin, what happens is you download a plugin that immediately then it's uh, a file into your WordPress core and adds a new user and m- multiple black backdoors and starts to exploit your site. Why this, I put this in, this isn't particularly unusual. This is a phishing attack. Um, what makes it interesting is it's a semi-good phishing attack. Oh. You don't come around very often. Phishing attacks normally are really, really bad. Now, don't get me wrong. This one still has all the nice telltale signs of a bad phishing attack. For example, I've... WordPress is not spelt with a capital P. At this point, we're using WordPress with not spelt with a capital P literally as a security mechanism. Yeah. How you protect phishing (laughs) is that you go along and go, oh, it's not spelt correctly. That can't be right. But it's got a lot of the right things. It's added urgency in there. It's got enough information in there that sounds legitimate. The site that you go to in this particular case is en-gb dash wordpress.org oh, now oh, anybody in the uk who goes to wordpress.org goes to en dot wordpress.org so and it's got a legitimate certificate all the bits now it's a couple of other things that was interesting about it it's running on cloudflare 
But this is being geographically targeted as well. So this particular domain appears to be targeted at UK customers and at, at a specifically broad organization. Um, it's not going to be very successful because the sort of people it's currently targeting will spot that there's still the little mistakes. But nobody in this, nobody watching this, I don't think would fall for this, but your clients will. Yep. Your clients absolutely will because it's got enough trust markers on it, enough things that seem just about reasonable. When you go to that, uh, to the, click the download plugin, you go to that website, it looks genuine enough. They've done enough copying and pasting. Oh. It will get people. Now, the good news is if it does get people, this is the one of the very few, normally whenever you have uh, someone's site gets hacked, uh, someone like me will come along and say, you can't restore from a backup. But we can tell when you installed this because you clicked the email and caused the chaos. So you, if you do find out that you've got clients who have been, been infected, you can basically work out when they click the email and you can restore to the previous point from there. That doesn't mean uh, it, it's a, a, a simple process, but I wanted to highlight it because this isn't new. Phishing attacks have happened for years. Spear phishing attacks happen all the time. We saw a year or so ago a spear phishing attack which included uh, trapping for 2FA codes afterwards. So basically, it, you not only did it get into the next layer, it then I said, oh, the, the website you went to, you logged in, and they said, oh, and they, they, behind the scenes, they were trying to log into your site in real time. If they hit a 2FA code screen, it asked you for the 2FA code. Yeah. So these things are getting more sophisticated and more clever. If Tim. you have anything to do with clients, yeah. share this with them as a good example of things to be looking out for. And no, as we all know, the WordPress security team would never send you a patch as a plugin that you download and install yourself like that. It would come through the normal update mechanisms. Mm -hmm. There is a special place in Hades for people who send out emails which are attacking your software and they purport to be from the WordPress security team. There's just the word pathos does not fit. Um, but yeah, didn't sorry. Spell WordPress right. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, I just read through it and it doesn't have the telltale signs of no punctuation or misspelt or, you know, just quirky no. grammar. It's all actually, you know, it, it looks really legit. Sorry, um, Rob, it, I felt like you. Yeah, were... I was going to say, Tim, I actually had three of my customers who I do the security management for fall victim to this phishing attack. So we just got to keep educating people. I mean, the biggest problem is in this space is we've educated people time and time again not to click on links they don't know, and they still do it because they get caught in that urgency. And I think that's the key word that you hit on the nail is the urgency of this one was very well written and very good. And that's the problem. So we got it. Hey, guys, if you don't know, ask, look it up, go to WordFence, go to Security, go somewhere. Talk to one of us, I mean, honestly, because it's, it's just a pain in the butt. And this was pretty sophisticated. It's better than most of the ones that we see. So, you know, thanks for bringing it. I mean, if you did two things to me, obviously, if they spelt WordPress correctly, that would help. But if they, all they had to do was do a, a reverse check on the WPJSON author's list, 
to get a actual username to attach to that email. Um, well, you, 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 they you heard it here first, uh, phishing attack creator. <laughs> That's what you've got to do, right? In order to increase the... Uh, Those two tweaks, and I think that they would have gone from a yeah, yeah, yeah. relatively yeah. high percentage to an almost a staggering number. No, Sadly, the attacks never get worse. They only get better. Yeah. Um, luckily, we have the likes of Tim and Rob here to talk us through that particular one. Luckily, as well, I'm about to change your life. Yeah. Because here oh. is possibly the best website ever created ever, right? I'm drum gonna, roll, please. Drum roll, that's right. It's, it's also, it's the most boring website you've ever seen, but it's brilliant. Can I just ask everybody, stop what you're doing, right? Go here. Go to drawfast. I don't even know how that's spelled. Go to drawfast.tldraw.com. Drawfast.tldraw.com. You're going to be met with this beauty, right? It's the most boring website you've ever seen. But let me just let me just try something out. Humor me, right? I'm going to put a little box in. There's a little box. You pick it from the palette and you type in a little prompt. What should today's prompt be, panel? Something about cell phones. Um, a panda on a cell phone. Yeah, I was. A panda on a cell phone. Hang on, let me spell that right. A panda on a cell phone. So cell phone, we don't use that word, but is that the Mobile general? phone? Uh, no, that's fine. So long as it'll work. Okay, right. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a tool. And I, what shall I draw first? Shall I just draw? I'll just draw a straight line. Let's see what happens. Okay, not much in that particular case, but let's keep trying and see if we can get something to work here. Uh, so you can see what I did there. I drew a line, and then I drew another line. And Okay, is it a cell phone with a panda? Not yet, but we could try something else. Let's add a little bit of, I don't know, let's add a little bit of blue there. It's not really living up to the expectation of, uh, expectation of Panda on a cell phone, but considering that I just drew three lines with that text prompt, I think that's pretty blooming remarkable. Let's add a little bit more um, and see what we can get. Let's go for a thin line of a bit of green. Let's put it about there, which I, I, I'm hoping would create some sort of... Oh, it did look like a cell phone just for a moment there, didn't it? Did you catch that? Right, should we do another one? Let's start another maybe he new page. Know what cell phone is, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Let's. What did you say, Rob? What was your one? No, just uh, Nathan's new cell phone. Oh, okay. No, we're <laughs> not going to put Nathan in because it definitely won't know what that is. Let's try something else. Let's oh, you try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's try a a sparrow. Let's try that. I don't know a sparrow uh, in a bucket of water. Let's see what we get. I don't know if I'm going to have run out of prompts, but let's do, I don't know, let's draw a little circle. That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, what the heck just happened? That is that not a sparrow in a bucket of water that I drew by drawing a circle? Don't you think that's just but, amazing? Well, let's... yeah, except sparrows can't stand on water, Nathan. Oh, this thing is ridiculous. Okay, it's... She's ridiculous. Okay, let's, let's, make, let's add a little bit to the bucket. Okay, you're right. I feel bad now. I feel, I feel, I feel bad. Uh, let's just see if we can. Let's see if we can add a little bit. I don't know, a little bit of grayness there. What would that do? Apparently, absolutely nothing. 
Let's add a little bit. I don't know. Let's just put something there. See if that does anything. Yeah, it's added a little bit of shimmer to the background there. Let's try a bit of blue. Maybe it'll give us some sky or something. I mean, what the heck? So the interesting thing is the initial, initial response was pretty impressive. And after that, it, it's not as impressive, I guess. Can I just say, right, this is user error because I watched a video of somebody who actually is, is half decent with a mouse and is not trying to do something on live, a live stream. And they, they had more of an intuition of like what kind of color palette to pick and where to position it and how thick the line should be. And they drew something in the space of about 30 seconds and it was utterly brilliant. So my expectation is that with a very short amount of time playing with this tool, you're, you're kind of like, you've got instincts as to where to put the mouse and what kind of tool to put, you know, and if I wanted to, let's say, add a hat to the bird, how, how I would go about doing that. Um, it, it was utterly remarkable. So there you go. You see, I've changed. I would like to point on my screen where I have a panda being morphed into a phone as it's part with parts of it coming out of its backside. Um, oh, horrifying. <laughs> this is not a good tool. No. Okay. I'm going to add, I'm going to add a, a dash of purple at the bottom and let's see what that does. Absolutely nothing. Let's do a oh. bit there. I was curious for Courtney's suggestion to see if that, um, would work. What was, what was Courtney's suggestion? Okay. Here we go. Yeah, some, some happy, happy little trees like Bob Ross. What is that? The, is that the suggestion? Right. So should we, and now we see if Tim's assertion is correct. Okay. So are we starting a new one? Nightmare what, fuel. What's the prompt? What was it? Paint some. Yeah. Happy, happy little, little trees. Some happy little trees. Like Bob like Ross. Bob Ross. Who's Bob Ross? He's a what? American painter. Huge. Oh, okay. Um, right. Feel bad now. Sorry, Bob Ross. You've obviously, you know, got a history of being brilliant, and I don't know anything about you. I probably right. So, what am I going to do? Should I just add in like a little? Let's add in a little shape and see what we get. Oh, for some reason, I'm on this really pale color, and it won't allow me to go away from the pale color. I wonder if that's because I'm using up sort of credits as I go further down the page. I'm getting less and less opportunity to use like bright colors. The palette is being like constrained by the tool, so maybe that's something that I need to do. Uh, sorry, Courtney. Or I is failed that you. The, the slider that you just touched. Yeah. Okay. Let's try that. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, let's try that. So we'll go for black. Let's put no. It's well. It's definitely gone. Can anybody see? There's something there. There There's is a little, little tree. tree. Let me go for this tool. Let's see what this does. Let's put in green. Didn't. Uh, I don't know if but you can see like, that. Yeah. It's very pale, and I don't know what the reason for the pale is, but there's a tree. And if I know anything about Bob Ross's artwork, that's the kind of tree that he would have drawn. I'm sure of it. <laughs> We're besties, me and Bob. Uh, but honestly, go check it out. I will link to it in the show notes, but the URL you can see at the top of the page, drawfast.tldraw.com. And if it hasn't changed your life, then I blame Mark Westgard. <laughs> That's time. Right, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Um, <laughs> Tim, he's like, what the heck is Nathan on this week? <laughs> I just hope that Mark pays up. Otherwise, you're going to say, I blame, and then, then it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. blame. 
Yeah, we speak on a regular basis, Mark and I, and he, I know that he appreciates me uh, taking the mickey out of him, and he does it in return. So uh, he's a yeah. good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen those pictures of my head at WordCamp. Some of them not suitable for public consumption. Let's just put it that way. They come in on back channels. <clears throat> right. Let's uh, let's knock this one on the head. Let's say thank you very much to our guests. Really appreciate all of you coming on for for Rob. For Tim, for Jess, and for Taco, really appreciate it. You know what we've got to do before we round this one out? Oh, yes. Jess is going for it. Yes. That's great. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Um, apologies if your comments didn't come through. I'm really sorry. Apparently, a proportion of them didn't, but we still had quite a healthy amount, so I'm very, very thankful for that. We'll be back next week. Take it easy. We'll see you then. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.